0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Needs More Jazz Hands. This week, we're going to be talking about the episode, The Song in Your Heart, from season six of Once Upon a Time. As a show based heavily on fairy tales, and Disney fairy tales in particular, it was actually a little bit surprising that it took them six years to do a musical episode. I think there's a good chance that they just decided to do it because they were low on ideas, or they really wanted to try and get higher ratings since the show wasn't doing as well, but it wasn't a bad idea. In fact, I had stopped watching the show at the time and came back and watched all of season six just to prepare for this one episode. So it was a pretty successful gimmick for getting people to come back. Now, this was a show I was kind of obsessed with when it first started airing, so I have a lot of thoughts in the viewing commentary on my YouTube channel. I watched the episode when it first aired in 2017, but not since, so it was really fun to get to watch it again, push back against some of my memories of the episode, and talk about ways to make it better. Now there's a good bit that you need to know about how the show got to this point, so I'm going to go ahead and dive in there. Once Upon a Time is a show based on the concept of fairy tale characters living in the real world that plays with a lot of themes of family and abandonment, as well as questions of how defined evil and good really are. The main character is Emma Swan, daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming, who was sent into the real world as an infant so that she could avoid getting caught in the curse that stripped all of the fairy tale characters of their memories and brought them to the real world. The story starts when Emma is brought to Storybrooke, Maine by her son, Henry, who was adopted by the evil queen, uh, to break the curse and bring back the happy endings. The show is set up in such a way that the past is constantly set in contrast to the present to demonstrate how the characters got where they are, provide exposition, or show how far they've come. This episode is the last episode before the two-part finale of season six, which is the end of Emma's arc on the show, so it's perfectly placed to tie up a lot of loose ends. There's a lot that goes on in the first six seasons, but frankly, most of it isn't really necessary to know for this episode. And a lot of it was really bad, especially in the later seasons. So what do you actually need to know to understand this episode? Well, Emma is engaged to be married to Captain Hook, who used to be a villain whose only goal was killing Rumpel Stiltskin was the one who gave the Evil Queen the curse that started all of this, hoping it would take him to his son. After that son's death, Rumpel had another son, who was then abducted and raised by his mother, the Black Fairy, who is the seasoned villain. I know, it's complicated. Regina, also known as the Evil Queen, is pretty much understood as a hero at this point in the story, and her sister, the Wicked Witch of the West, is, well, getting there. Uh, The arc of Season 6b kind of leads up to two major plot points the ultimate battle between the Black Fairy, or Rumpel's son, it kind of goes back and forth there, uh, and Emma, and Emma and Captain Hook's wedding, both of which are central to this episode. The episode itself essentially follows three narrative arcs, all of which tie back into each other as they prepare Emma for the final battle. Battles? There's kind of a few of them. In the past, we see Snow and Charming try to stop Regina from casting her curse by making a wish that makes all of them sing. Their goal, stopping the curse, is doomed from the beginning, but plays into what Emma does in the present. Emma's immediate concern in the present is surviving to her wedding and getting to have that special moment. However, this is repeatedly being threatened by the Black Fairy, who triggered a curse that will activate during the wedding, but promises to stop it if Emma will give up her heart before it's cast. There are also several moments that tie back to the longer arc about Emma's abandonment issues, which are central to her character throughout the show, but that's more of a symbolic arc in this episode than a narrative one. All of these arcs come together when Emma realizes that the songs everyone in her life sang have been within her all along, giving her the strength to defeat the Black Fairy. Well, for about five minutes, anyway. All of that said, let's turn to the judgments. Starting off with magic, I'm willing to give a good amount of credit here. Watching this episode after a few years, I was actually kind of surprised by how fun it was. I don't know how much the present-day sections of the episode add to the magic of it, but the parts that were in the past... Where most of the singing happened, were a lot of fun. As sort of an homage to where the show began, we see the characters in their most stereotypical forms the evil queen, the perfect fairy tale couple, the jealous wicked witch, the chaotic single minded pirate. Most of the songs reflect these archetypal forms, with the addition of music allowing the showrunners to really play with how these characters fit in, or don't, with their Disney counterparts. I'll talk more about the songs later, but it was definitely a fun time. I especially love how in the battle between the Charmings and the Evil Queen, Regina tries to use fireballs, and the Charmings just kind of enthusiastically sing the flames away. It's completely ridiculous, but that's the kind of ridiculous you can get away with in a musical episode. It was also really fun when Rumpel acted like he was going to sing, before mocking Regina and the audience, for expecting him to do so. There's just a lot of really good beats there where they get to play with some fun ideas. I'll also say this is one of the best structured episodes, really leaning into the before and after of the time jumps, directly jumping from a song in the past to the character in the present, and how they act either similarly or differently from how they would have precursed. It was somewhat similar to shows that show a montage of how the characters have grown in their finale episodes, but it was a much more creative way of doing it, actively tying the past to the present. So all of that being said, I'll give it a full 20 out of 20 on Magic. It was fun, and it was good at both leaning into the stereotypes of the fairy tale characters and critiquing them. Next, we turn to the emotional impact on the characters. This one's a little bit trickier, because the only one who really got much of an emotional impact from this was Emma, because everybody else forgot that it happened. But it was a pretty good culminating emotional arc. A central theme to Emma's character throughout the show is her relationship to family versus her abandonment issues. In season one, we see Emma struggling to connect with her son, who she gave up for adoption, and working through some of her own history in the foster care system— In season two, Emma tries to get to know her parents and find a way to reconnect with the father of her son, while multiple outside forces try to tear the family apart. But we really see this adding up in season three, when we see Emma push back against the idea that everything's suddenly okay now, because her 28 years of being alone doesn't just go away because her parents had good intentions. It's something she struggles with, frequently, and which plays into her difficulty being a team player, because she always had to do things on her own growing up. While the theme kind of drops into the background in some of the later seasons, it usually comes up a couple times a season, as they show how Emma connects to the new heroes and villains that she comes in contact with. The symbolic vehicle of this insecurity in this episode is a song that Emma hummed as a child. Now, the episode starts by showing us young Emma in foster care, humming the song into a tape recorder before being told she wasn't special and not to bother trying. When Emma's trying to defeat the Black Fairy, without allowing anybody to help her, Henry finds and plays the old tape recorder, and she freaks out, not willing to hear it. The Black Fairy then uses that moment against her, showing her the song and telling her that no matter how many people are there for her now, she will always just be the abandoned orphan she always thought she was. But Emma reclaims the song after Henry tells her about her loved one's songs being a part of her, putting lyrics to the melody to break her loved ones free of a time-freezing spell and temporarily defeating the Black Fairy. This episode plays with themes that have been toyed with for all six seasons and frankly comes at a perfect time. Emma needs to beat that old insecurity which keeps her from getting too close to anyone before she can get married and love Hook openly. She also needs to know that she's never fighting alone, no matter what, so that she can fight off the Black Fairy's psychological torment in the next episode. The songs are proof that she has never been alone, and the episode serves as a conclusion to Emma's emotional arc. The songs don't really have any impact whatsoever on any of the other characters, which isn't necessarily my favorite thing, but it does a lot to push Emma and really capture everything that she's gone through over the last six years. So all of that said, I give it 18 out of 20. But, (sighs) impact on the overall plot of the season and the show, I'm just kind of less impressed there. I do appreciate that this episode actively deals with the major season villain, rather than just being a complete filler episode, but it's hard to argue that it makes much of a difference anyway. The Blue Fairy says that the songs sung in the past are to aid Emma in a battle like nobody has ever fought before, and one that she must fight alone. But just what that battle is, is really murky. Emma sings to defeat the Black Fairy, kind of, in this episode, but all she really does is free her loved ones and reclaim her heart before the new curse is cast and sends them all away again. Then there's a mental battle, where Emma must hold on to her belief, but that's saved by Henry not the songs. And then there's a sword fight against Rumpel's son, where Emma launches into a speech about light and hope, before exploding in some kind of hope light when she lets him stab her. But I still don't really see how the songs make any impact. So it kind of seems like the songs just helped Emma in a battle that didn't really mean much in the grand scheme of things, seeing as there were then two other battles to fight that weren't largely impacted by these songs. So with that being said, the musical episode kind of is just a filler episode. Other than knowing that another curse was cast, you can pretty much skip over it, especially if you don't care about the Captain Swan wedding, and it won't impact the story at large all that much. So this is going to be the big downfall of the episode's score. Five out of 20. I just, I don't see how this one episode impacted the plot much at all. Turning to happier topics, let's talk about the music. Powerful Magic is a great song that really captures the Disney princess vibes while also showing Snow and Charming as a united team, which is a pretty rare thing for a Disney princess song. There are very few songs featuring both the princess and their love interest in any Disney movies, and fewer still where they're united towards a common purpose. I really love that we get to see that side of them, and I really enjoy how much Charming is loving his amazing singing voice. I also love Revenge is Gonna Be Mine. Hook's song feels like Hook, and it's the first time somebody sings in this episode without questioning why they're doing it. He just runs with it, pulling in everyone else in the bar for some fun choreography and telling Snow that she just needs to wait for the next verse. It's a great setup and really captures the drama of this character. I love these songs because they feel like they're characters, and they do a great job of representing who they are at this point in the story. I also really enjoy Wicked Always Wins, but frankly, Zelina's role in this episode is kind of minimal, and she doesn't actually fit the mold of somebody who loves and supports Emma unconditionally. But it's a good song, so I'm here for it. Now, those are the good parts of the music. I really, really enjoy those three. Unfortunately, I really, really hate the Evil Queen's song. Regina is such a complex character by season six, but her song is extremely one-sided and doesn't feel like her. The more rock-based music may suit Lana and Paria well, but it doesn't particularly feel like Regina or the Evil Queen, and it doesn't do much of anything to mimic or subvert Disney's villain songs. It just feels extremely weak in comparison to the other songs in the episode. I also don't really like Emma's song. It isn't the most memorable or complex or interesting song in the episode, and it really needed to be. Her song is the culmination of her arc and of the whole show, but it's also a product of every one of the other songs. So why isn't it the best? It's not necessarily bad, I don't hate it as much as Regina's, but it's also not the showstopper, and because of where it is in the episode and what it represents, it really needed to be. And then there's a happy beginning it's forgettable. I actually did forget that it existed before re-watching this episode. Had it actually been the last moment of the last episode of the show, I think it would have perfectly captured the subversion of the fairy tale tropes. But because it was just the last thing before the curse was cast in the third to last episode of the second to last season of the show, well, you can see how that might limit its impact. So I have really mixed feelings on the music, I either really love or really dislike the songs. So I'm going to have to give it 13 out of 20 points. I listened to the soundtrack while I was drafting this podcast episode, and I skipped multiple songs. That's not a good sign. Finally, let's turn to the reason for the musical episode. In the past, Snow wished on a star that Emma could be protected and given strength, which resulted in everybody singing, because, to quote Snow, love expressed through song is a weapon like the Queen or the Black Fairy, has never seen. Why is everyone singing? A wish. Fairly straightforward, although the what's and why's of Emma singing in the present day is a little bit more complicated. As I said earlier, this song magic ends up not helping Emma against the evil queen, but is kind of a reserve of power to draw on when she has to fight the Black Fairy alone. That's all fine and good, but because we see Emma humming the song in the beginning of the episode, it implies that this song has been in her all along, accessible to her throughout her entire life. So why wasn't it used in any other battles? Simple answer, because the writers hadn't thought it up yet, obviously. But there were many, many other battles where Emma had to fight alone, relying on the love of her family. So it's a decent question in-universe why this never happened before. I'd be okay with the idea that it was always in Emma, but it was pushed so far down in her by foster care that it could only be accessed again when it was brought up. But that brings me back to something I complained about in my reaction video. Emma kept the tape recorder. Now, this is really out of character for Emma, given how very little she brings with her when she moves, but it also means she had access to this song at any point in her life. I'd find it much more effective if we just saw the Black Fairy summon that moment up, as she does, to show Emma how she never was and never will be special, and Emma getting to reclaim that moment as one of hope, which she as the savior personifies. The tape recorder was just unnecessary, and it pushes back against the easy explanation of why now that's offered when the Black Fairy takes this song as an opportunity to rub it in Emma's face. All that said, the reason for singing makes a decent amount of sense. It doesn't really make sense why everyone sings A Happy Beginning after Emma reclaims the power of the songs, but it's a fairy tale wedding episode, so I'll let it slide. 17 out of 20 points. Adding it all up, The Song in Your Heart gets 73 points. That's not bad, given the best musical episode I can think of only got an 89. It was a really fun episode, but Emma not actually dealing much of a blow against the Black Fairy when she sang really limited how impactful it could have been. All they had to do was show that Emma beating the Black Fairy in this moment actually did something, and it would have gotten like 10 more points. But because they didn't, and because this wasn't really useful in any significant battle later, the whole thing was weakened. Stop taking back the hard-won victories that happen in musical episodes Then very next moment. Also, Regina's song. Scrap it. Rewrite it. I don't care. Just get rid of it. Please. So those were my thoughts on Once Upon a Time's musical episode. I do a more thorough job breaking down what I like and dislike in my reaction video, so head over to YouTube if you want to hear me really get into the details and provide suggestions for how this could have been done better. Next episode, I'm going to be reacting to one of the earliest musical episodes, The Bittersweet from Xeno Warrior Princess. Check YouTube next week for my reaction video, and then come back here the week after that for a full breakdown of the episode and how it stacks up against more recent musical episodes.